Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, with a cold red cup of Christmas ale. Yeah, Great Lakes. Great Lakes Christmas ale, which goes great any time of year. It is. Is the Bermuda Triangle. What's up? <laughs> We're standing in a triangle. Well, and, but I also bring up the Bermuda Triangle because of the t- today's topic. Oh, dude, it's going to be awesome. But, but let's uh, go around the room first. So Yeah, because last time we, had, we met, definitely didn't introduce Jenna. <laughs> I didn't? No. Oh my God, I'm so I sorry, I just laughed dude. in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. oh, I thought you did. I thought it was no, a I didn't do it on purpose. No, I thought it was a great job. <laughs> no, he actually could. looked at me and laughed. I did. I'm so sorry. That's I totally okay. didn't pick that up. Right. No, we were, no, I was just like in a hurry to get into well, talking and, to Michael, you know. Yeah, and I kept messing up, so I got it. It's cool. I already know who's most important. He knew too. He was looking at me the whole time. He's like You're talking to me. You're the only one in the frame, basically. No, yeah, you were the only one eye level. And of course, yeah, that third voice you hear. That's sitting down. That's sitting down. <laughs> is our good friend with a bottle of water that's kind of pink. Two LaCroix. Kind of looks like, is that, sa- is that salmon? Yeah, sure. Salmon juice? Or is yeah. that LaCroix in there? I just squeeze salmon in my drink. It's extra fat. You should L- try Lots it. of omega-3s, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's yeah. a noon tablet. Is our uh, good homie and director of social media. Jenna she, Fisher. She's got promoted. Oh, and she got promoted to uh, show note editor. Yeah, it's pretty big. And <laughs> she just lost. Yeah, it. and she just lost it because she's still making noise. <laughs> but um, speaking of salmon and, and liquid, there was a wild at this uh, liquor store that I go to by my house. See, if you live in Ohio, if for those of you that don't, the out- liquor is controlled by the state. So whatever liquor they choose to buy is what's available to the liquor stores. And usually, when things don't sell, they kind of have like this bargain bin table where they're trying to get rid of stuff. And I remember one bottle in particular that I never saw move was uh, salmon infused vodka. Did you try it? Why in the hell <laughs> would anybody infuse vodka? Was, yeah, see, I wish I had a camera right now because Jen's making that face that I made when the first time I saw that don't bottle. Don't knock to you, try it, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Come on, bro. You know yeah, Jen- but I mean, people eat bugs, so Japanese what do you expect? definitely be down with that. Uh, maybe. Oh, like oh, that's my cousins. Maybe yeah, they liked all that weird. It shit. was from Alaska too. So, but I mean, salmon what, is everywhere out there. Caught. Yeah, king salmon. I feel like there they are go. part fish because that's what they eat the most of, right? Yeah, high high healthy <laughs> diet of a uh, of a uh, fish. Because it's funny you say that because I never really ate red meat until I joined the military. Hmm. Because yeah. I mean, we just I mean with the Jamaican diet and the Japanese diet, there's really not a lot of red meat. Mm. So, like, I never had veal till I joined the military. I never or had right, a, or rice. on the reg yeah i never had uh i i didn't know what veal was um what else i never had like a um uh, a porterhouse steak oh yeah yeah but as soon as i got turned on all that i was like i was converted instantly (laughs) i don't even know omega threes (laughs) yeah it it didn't it didn't take a lot i'll take a pill enjoy the uh red meat so today's topic now normally you know us for lots of positivity and just all around good, bro. Well, you know, Mo for positivity. <laughs> Usually I'm bringing that shit right back down. Jenna's just kind of mumbling in the background. So, uh, but <laughs> I think this was sparked by a side conversation. We had a couple of episodes before we had Michael Faye on. It was most fault. Hey, it was this my fault. Mo- this is most fault. You started this. Okay. I did. Start, I did start it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Give, no, no, give us the Genesis. Cause I, I don't remember. Well, no, we were just sitting here and it was, we got done recording. And Mo, we were talking about uh, DJ. He was talking about DJ equipment and how anybody just buys DJ equipment and then they think they're a fucking DJ and how much that pisses him off. And then then Jenna's like, 
oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> I don't <laughs> sound like that. And uh, she's like, nothing hates, nothing I hate more than someone going and buying a camera and thinking they're instantly a photographer, a family photographer. Of course, she's, I hear her bitch about it all the time. And I'm like, well, I got stuff to bitch about. <laughs> so Mo started it. Jenna jumped on the coattails, and I'm always along for that ride. So, so today's episode is the bitch session. <laughs> we're, we're probably not going to be uber positive today, but um, I, I think after the course of 73 episodes, plus a couple bonus ones, uh, I think we might be entitled to just let bitch. our hair down a little bit and, and complain about a handful of things. Oh, I'm, I'm always down for that. <laughs> So and now we can't say no one will listen because they they are listening. <laughs> no, usually it says there's no use to bitching because nobody listens. Listening? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you are. Yeah. Sorry so, guys. So yeah. no, just bitch along with us. I mean, we we all have stuff to bitch about. Like how many times are you in your car on your way to work? I know Blake bitches a lot. Like we send he sends his messages He's, about driving to work. Yeah, like it's just you know we get in our car we start complaining and we're you know bitching about this or that and like we're really just doing it to ourselves because you know. Most people won't listen. Um, so, yeah. If you have something you want to bitch about, give me a, give me a ring. I'm always down for a, that type of conversation. So Will you put your fucking phone Sorry, on? I'm popular. <laughs> My phone is just blowing up. Well, well, since your phone's blowing up. Well, now that well, I'm editor, well, well, now that I'm part editor, I'm requesting that you turn the notifications off. Thanks, ma'am. Um, more, more importantly, did we lock that door because the pizza person's coming? No, it's unlocked. Oh, okay. You sent Mo to unlock it because you're lazy. Oh, I couldn't remember if it was locked or unlocked. No, it's unlocked. But okay. since we're already on that subject yes. of phones, one thing that I can't stand is when people have their phone like on the sound on when you're in a meeting or something. Ding. Yeah, and it keeps ding. Who ding. who does not run silence anymore, Mo? <laughs> I mean, honestly, who doesn't run silence? An like, old person. Besides my mom. Like so that or like if you're in a theater or you're like um was at my son's uh senior awards thing at mm-hmm. the auditorium there dude sitting behind me has the volume on ding that is so ding, just kept going like they off don't even realize like anybody else is- like like people on the people like the principal and the superintendent could probably hear it up on the stage yeah or yeah. or That's when, when, when say, shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> that's what you do no i quite I, I like leaned forward and sort of just turned you know around and just kind of gave him that sideways look like come on bro you know or when, Shut they, it down. When, when it rings, someone's phone rings and they are not in a hurry to turn that off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It goes like, to like the fourth ring. Like, <laughs> hit the side button. Hit the side button. That's what I'm thinking. Hit the side button. I would like grab my phone and then I would just be like, hello. <laughs> oh my. Like turning I'm around. Sorry, I'm just trying to, to dis- disrupt the quiet in here. Yeah. It's like I they, they go so slow to go through their, their purse or wherever the phone is and like, and then they look at it and see who the hell is calling and like, it's dead silence. Like n- this is the most inappropriate time for your phone to be ringing. Okay. You should have checked to see if it was on vibrate first off. And then you look at see who's calling and then you hit the side button. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> that order of operations. Yeah. We got, yeah. Mo, you got to get in the military. Cause you know, they would have had that on. Well, no, oh, that yeah. probably, probably did get that from the military. Well, I, I think that's where I probably got it from. But one thing I used to do in my meetings to try and curb all that is one, everybody would have to put their phones in a, like a bucket by the door. Mm-hmm. And I made they everybody hated you. No, and, every, and I made everybody stand up, so that way they wouldn't waste anybody's time. You know, we we cover what we need to cover, and we got out of there. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's it. Streamlines everything. Yeah. Plus, you know, they're actually paying attention. Exactly. To you. Have you ever watched The Office? 
I haven't watched a whole lot of it. I've seen a handful Why of episodes. Why do you refer to everything in life through that stupid movie? Oh, whatever, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Look, I'm still... Yeah. Not, he's probably still crying. You can crying. use that as one of your bitches. Go ahead. So, what were you saying? Nothing. I was just saying they hold meetings all the time. So anytime I think of somebody in a meeting, I just think of Michael Scott up there. So it was... For no, all my, has, or my office fans. Yeah. It has no relevance. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. So w- w- what about you, Jenna? What's something you, you, you'd like to... Bring to the table. Besides what the main topic. Oh, I don't know. Well, start, start oh, off with hey, the photography thing. No, no, let's start <laughs> off with her. Um, you, so she had this rash. Oh, my God. Let's talk about that. <laughs> See, I told you that's how she sounds. <laughs> no, I yeah, don't. let's tell everybody the story. I think it's a great story. Okay, so obviously I do photography. <laughs> and Jenna, like I'm. You don't have health insurance. Yeah, I don't have health insurance because I'm poor. Photography. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to go fund me so I can not die or pay a lot of money when I go to the hospital. But on a side note, um, I, I mean, I mean, she's a member of the show. She, I consider her a friend, but she, uh, we had her do our son's senior pictures and she did a bang up job. Like when I saw the pictures, like I didn't even really recognize my son because like how she had him. I don't know. It was like night and day. It was like a modeling shoot. Like, yeah, I tried to get him to laugh a lot. Yeah. I was like, don't, I was like, you got a girlfriend? <laughs> I was like totally trying to make him laugh. And then I was like, okay, GQ model, like trying to just get him this la- actual yeah. real so laugh. If you, yeah. If you're looking for someone who specializes in photography and natural light, uh, please, you know, I mean, if, if nothing else, look up her portfolio, but she does amazing work, but or I'm sorry. Well, go thanks. ahead. Yeah, or you could go to Walmart and get the same quality pictures. <laughs> wow. Man, you, get the laser light, you get the laser light in the uh, background. The cats. <laughs> the cats. I mean, I would actually pay good money for that. I'm not going to lie. Okay, uh, what were you saying? Oh, hell, I don't know. me. You oh. had a rash? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, um, like, I do photography, so I'm always, like, in grass and stuff. Well, we competed um, last weekend in Kentucky. I think it was last weekend. And I, like, hurried up and shaved the bottom of my leg really fast before we, <laughs> like, left in the morning. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I had a patch of hair right there and it was bothering me. <laughs> so anyways, girl problems. And um, then in the finals, we had rope climbs and the rope was like really weird and slick. So it was a nylon rope. Yeah. And so mm. I was like, maybe I just have like a weird rash or like reaction to it. Um, she thought she had staff. Well, then, well, you told me you're like, be careful of that. Because I told you I had a rash on my leg and you didn't even look at it. And then... Um, I was like, maybe I do have this. So then I started Googling it because that's what I do. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. You're dying. <laughs> and then I was like, you Google something, yeah. you're like you're going to die in like 90 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I think maybe I do have staph infection. And like, what if it gets in my blood or something? And then I'm going to die. So I called doctor on demand, which if you don't have health insurance, what time you can this? use that at midnight. <laughs> so the middle and, of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> right. much actually. So I called doctor on demand and it's like $75. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I paid for this lady. So <laughs> it'll be wait. like, it'll be like, um, you're, we're finding you a doctor. Uh, then it'll be like, we found you a doctor. They're looking over your charts. Um, wait five to 10 minutes. So like I did. And then she gets on the phone and she's like, looks like she just woke up like straight oh, up out of bed. Yeah. It's FaceTime. Nice. I used it one other time and it worked really good, but this time it was just not like, so good. not so good. So like I took pictures that they like of my ankle mm-hmm. cause it's on my ankle. Um, but can you diagnose that for me real quick, Mo? That looks like staff. <laughs> Shut up. No, just look at it. Mo. It looks like a rope burn. No, no, right here on the no. ankle. Oh, 
It just looks like he got bit by something. Go ahead a little bit closer. Maybe he's never had it. What? Her, like herpes? Herpes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyways. Okay. So I like took, had taken pictures of it and I told her everything like mm-hmm. what happened and she's like, okay, well I'll like give you this like antifungal cream or whatever. So she gave me like two bottles, tubes of it. And it was like 22 bucks. So I spent like a hundred dollars and then the next day I come to the gym and I'm like, damn, my ankle is like really itching and it's uh, like really annoying me. And Alex that goes here, he's like, that looks like poison ivy. Oh, shit. And I was like, what do you mean it's poison ivy? <laughs> I was like, I thought this was an infection. My doctor on demand said I got a fung- fungi. Well, I rated her bad, by a the fun- way, because she was infection. like just woke up. But. Yeah, I was like so pissed that I just spent $100 for someone to tell me I had poison ivy because then I go out there and then Brody's like, that is poison ivy. That is, that is like, he, I didn't even tell him. And he, oh, without even, without even knowing. Ivy. And he was like, that's poison ivy. And I was like, I told you earlier this week that I have it. Didn't you look at you it? You said a rash. That's that's not a rash. You didn't even look at it to tell me if it was a rash or not. I, if someone says they have a rash, I'm not going to go look at the rash. Like, But it was on my ankle. It, anyway, on a side note, in the future, just call Mel. I'm about to just call Alex because he knows everything. He fixes my car for me. And now he tells me what's up with my, he's like my nurse. I told her she could give me $50 next time and I'll diagnose her, yeah, her for half uh, the price for poison ivy for yeah. her. I was just so mad. Like I you just, I literally just blew a hundred dollars for poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. And she gave me fungal cream. In the, in the future, just call Mel. She'll do it for like okay. a fraction of that price. Now I know. <laughs> what the heck? Knowing so, that, but she, this woman Gave her antifungal when it's clearly really? poison ivy. Yeah. It's without a doubt poison ivy. I've, ne- I've been fortunate enough to never have. I have never ivy, had it. So That's why I've, you didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. Does it have a pretty characteristic oh, appearance? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, that'll, I, that'll be our cover art for the week. <laughs> Ew. I should reshave around there then because I can't really right now. But uh, it, it does. It, I mean, I didn't think at first, like I would have never even thought it was that just because it itches, but it's not like. Oh my God, I'm going to itch my whole leg off. Mm-hmm. And I remember my aunt, like growing up, she, her whole elbow would swell and it was huge from poison ivy. She's probably allergic to it. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, hey, why don't you go spend another hundred dollars on your poison ivy? Shut up. So that's my bitch rant, I guess. <laughs> All right, bro, you're up. <laughs> oh, here we go. I need to. Yeah, crack your shit. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Isn't that a beautiful sound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, get going. Anyways, no. So, uh, my biggest bitch thing was we actually were talking about doing an episode about this. You know, just because you open a CrossFit gym doesn't mean you're a legitimate CrossFit gym. I think that kind of goes without saying across the spectrum. I'm just saying yeah. though, because I think people who open these don't realize that. What that it's not an easy business. No, that that they think that just because they open up a CrossFit gym and spend their, you know, three thousand affiliate, let's say they spend five thousand equipment, now they think they're an actual like CrossFit gym. Yes, they they, can, they, they have the name. That's what I'm they, saying. They got the man. stationary man. Yeah, they, what just, else do they need? Uncle Greg said they're good to go. They don't need anything else. <laughs> no, maybe <Nothing>. some, <clears throat> maybe some uh some uh you know some mats, some ten thousand dollars worth of mats, and uh, <laughs> a couple foam rollers. Right. Uh, yeah. subscription to Romwad. Yeah, you're good, bro. And uh, so we just had a gym open up and I don't care. Gyms open up. They literally come be right beside us. But you know, only reason I'm going to talk shit about this gym <laughs> is because 
their tagline is, um, hope you're ready to take CrossFit to the next level. Yeah, man. Motherfuckers just open. Going from the couch with the, with the five gallon, with the, with the Sherman tank, uh, social media is done. (laughs) (laughs) That's gone. And, um, that's so weird. And so these people open up and we hear about it and everybody's like, did you hear? Did you? I really don't care. Like, I honestly don't care if anybody wants to leave our gym to go to another gym because they're unhappy and they think they can find a better place. Please go ahead. Yeah, that's that's, that's the right I, thing to do. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it sucks. It will lose people. But if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. I mean, we've always been that way. And um, but they're running the whole first free uh, first month free of CrossFit, so you don't pay a dime. And then membership seventy five dollars after that. For See, that's what that's what good drug dealers do. They give you that first, you they, know, give you a bump. they give you that first bump for free. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is just, they do, don't they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that sounded like way too honest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just steroids. Yeah. Um, but I guess it just, when you, if you're going to make that approach on saying, taking CrossFit to the next level and like you're at, that's were, a very definitive statement. They're strength and conditioning gym. They have, they have zero CrossFit experience. Mm-hmm. They get a coach from another gym to even be their head coach. Who's actually just an athlete. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have people that's left this gym to come to our gym because of the lack of coaching. And he's one of the coaches. And <clears throat> I had no issue. Like, and I still really don't care, but if you're going to make a statement as far as taking it to the next level, when you ain't even got your fucking foot wet, like you, you gotta like, you check it's, yourself. It's clickbait, man. Well, yeah, they're trying to get business. They could, they could. And I understand that, but, um, I see through the bullshit. And the thing is they, they're like, um, so Pacifico, he was a back in the day with, um, um, Louis, Sim- Louis Simmons. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so Larry Pacifico. They're a descendant of his powerlifting gym, and that's kind of what they revolve around. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine, but that'd be like me going and starting a powerlifting gym and saying that, making a, a bold but, statement that we're about to wreck the powerlifting scene. And I have zero experience. I don't, I don't even, I mean, I can teach squatting, but I don't know the ins and outs of. Like the culture you, itself yeah. is You different. can't get someone to uh, deadlift a thousand pounds in, I mean, in, in, I do. in, in six weeks. Right. Yeah, man. Give me a needle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, eat all this chicken breast. Right. Which we found out. Get lots of sleep. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's just kind of irritating when, when people try to make this claim that they're ex and they're someone here. Maybe. <gasps> Might be the pizza. So, yeah it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And so as this thing is kind of, I guess taken form over mm-hmm. this last couple of weeks or whatever. Um, they've made a really critical error and their CrossFit, their affiliate name is CrossFit Vandalia. Well, we're in Vandalia. Mm-hmm. Okay. CrossFit excess for the last five years, we've been building our SEO strength on Google for CrossFit excess, but all the, all the catch names to, to help the SEO. So, CrossFit Vandalia, CrossFit Dayton, Dayton Vandalia, all this stuff, all these words that are kind of interlinked into all of our social media, into our wording on our website and all this, and, you know, our building our reviews up and, you know, the traffic that we've created, the pictures that we upload, they're just blowing any other businesses like ours. out. So you're trying to, you do that. So that way when someone uses Google. Yeah. If they type in CrossFit Vandalia, guess who's number one? 
We are. <laughs> Guess who's number two? Not them. Guess who's not number three? Not th- they're not even on the first page. They're not even on the first page of mm-hmm. Google. So when someone went, hears about CrossFit Vandalia, they're going to type in CrossFit Vandalia. CrossFit Access pops up first. They literally just spent $3,000 on this name. And they're probably like, well, I wonder, man, they're so stupid. I can't believe they don't use CrossFit Vandalia. Bro, I thought you couldn't use city names anymore. I, th- I didn't either, but I think they changed it. Uh-huh. It's an active affiliate. But I just, now, the, anytime they promote CrossFit Vandalia and people type that in, we're number one on Google. Like these- Boom, bitch. <laughs> 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 oh, uh-oh. Did that burn? Mo just had a hop same fly through his nose. <laughs> That's like ten and a half percent through the nostrils. Oh, it cleaned up, probably cleaned up my sinuses for a few days. It gets the evil out of you. Yes, it does. I just, but it just, it just. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give two thoughts to this gym if they didn't make that claim. I'm like, you guys don't know your ass from your elbow right now. You're, you don't even know. I'm not saying that all new gyms can't do it because I was new gym at one point, but I never was out there saying we're the best this or the best that. I mean, over time we've proven who we are and what we offer. Um, and we've done that through results. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sit out here and do that because honestly, they don't hold a candle. That to wasn't us. your tagline from the day you opened up nah, five years ago. Like, come on. Like, which speaking of, uh, this weekend will be your fifth anniversary party. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks man. Heard you're going to have some, uh, pretty decent catering. No, <laughs> unbelievable catering by Mo. Like uh, if you ever wanted to go into, uh, are you hearing things? You know we can't edit. We don't edit much. Oh, anymore. sorry. <laughs> That's okay. They like this stuff anyway. So we're trying to keep this clear because <laughs> keep we're going. Trying, we're trying to keep Mo from editing it so much. Keep going. Anyways, uh, yeah, going to be some unbelievable brisket and and uh, smoked pork shoulder this weekend with yep. the, that barbecue sauce and yes, I'm excited. about Started that. working on the sauce today. So good, man. I mean, I'm going to make you a, a hot bottle too, like a spicy one. You don't make it like El Fuego. Yeah. Okay. Not, not crazy. We hot. only have maybe two or three people here that do that one potato chip, potato chip challenge. Oh, the, yeah, whatever. The what is those is. chips? The, the ghost pepper chips, uh, whatever they are. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a really small batch of like mega hot stuff. Yeah. I'll let them know. They'll eat I'm gonna take up. a wild guess. Is it Tony? No, Eric oh. Klaus and um, okay. Doug Young and, and, Joe, Dave. and Joey. I think Dave as well. They all like hot stuff. Super, mm-hmm. super hot. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll make a small batch for them then. But yeah, no, I'm excited. So Mo, let's talk about you. So been to DJ for how long? Uh, on and off for over 20 years. Okay. I yes. Yeah. Once, once I had kids, like I mentioned before in previous shows, I, I took a break, but then picked it back up about six years ago. So when you, people think of DJ, you know, you think of like the wedding and mm-hmm. like your traditional, all they're doing is clicking a button yeah. on the playlist. They yeah. Got basically built. an iPod. Right. So I just want to ask you a question, Mo. How does it make you feel when someone buys all this fancy DJ equipment and the next thing they're doing is making a set list and hitting play? That is very upsetting. Um, it's very... The wedding DJ space, there's a lot of money in it. Um, if I really wanted to, I could turn that into a full-time profession and probably make close to what I'm making now, you know, in my real job, my quote, real job, just because there's that much money to be had out there. For me, this is just Mo's personal opinion that that's what we're asking for. You're, 
if you're going to say that you're going to be a wedding DJ or a DJ of some sort, there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes with that. You know, professionalism, setup, equipment, quality, quantity, timeliness, all that good stuff. And I don't think I've told this story on this show before, but the reason I started DJing weddings is because my best friend got married down in Texas and the DJ was horrible. Like his equipment was all yanked up, mixed match speakers. Like the sound quality was horrible. His mics were horrible. He was playing music that he wanted to hear and nobody was really getting into it or having <laughs> any, a lot of fun. He had like a little light that he probably got from Spencer's, you know, and that was his lighting package. <laughs> You know, like those little $25, like little disco balls that he had in front of him. Keep it going, Mo. I want and, you to get fired up. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, my buddy probably paid a lot of money for this guy. What's the average cost for a DJ at a wedding, would you say, on average? A lot of it's, it's regional based, but around here, I've heard as little, at, I've heard as much as like $2,500, heard as little as like $500. Um, I kind of put myself somewhere in the middle because... I, I take a lot of pride in what I do and I put a little, a lot of energy behind what I do in terms of building that client relationship. Cause on average with my weddings, I'm probably spending no less than a year. And Jen and I talked about this, like developing the relationship with the couple mm -hmm. so that we have a better understanding of what they want on that. You know, hopefully most people get married one time in their lives. So what could potentially be one of the biggest days of their lives, you want to make it right. You want to do everything within your power as a professional entertainer, quote, to make that day good for them, regardless of, you know, they might have songs that I wouldn't play. They might want to do dances or certain things that I don't care for, but it's not about me. It's about me providing a service for them on that day. So like I said, I do a, like unlimited consultation. I show up the day before and set up everything. I, um, I pretty much walk hand in hand through everything that they want to do. I develop a schedule for them and a timeline. And I've worked with Jenna before and I try and work with the photographers to make sure like everything I'm doing correlates with what they're doing. So I like to feel like I go above and beyond when it comes to my clients, because the most recent one I picked up, they said they called the guy and he was like, yeah, I'm free that day. It's $2,500. And they're like, well, can we meet you or whatever? He's like, well, I'll just be there the day of the wedding. You know, do you want me, do you want <laughs> me or not? And basically a really curt conversation like that. And I was like, that is absolutely not cool because for me, I, I meet with them for at least an hour because one, I want to make sure that they're a couple I can work with. And two, I need them to understand what my limitations and expectations and what, and I need to know what their expectations are. Cause if they want a $3,000 wedding for 500 bucks, I'm probably not your guy because there's a $500 DJ out there somewhere. Kind of like you just talk about, you know, with, with, um, with the photographers, Jenna, how someone just goes and buy a $300 camera mm -hmm. and then that you get a $300 set of uh, wedding photos. And same type of deal. Um, I'm very flexible. I work with people on price points. Um, and that comes with building that relationship. Because if I know the person, I understand where they're coming from. Um, it helps me put a better frame of reference on what they can afford versus what I can give them. But I'm the first one to give a discount to military, police, first responders, teachers, um, nurses. You know, I'll find a reason to give anybody a discount for the most part. So when I go and I see these guys um, charging $500 for a wedding, I'm like, yeah, so anybody listening, if you have a DJ and they're going to charge you $500 for a wedding, run, 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 run. There's a reason. There's a reason they're $500 for, or they're only charging $500. What pisses you off the most though, Mo? Like, cause you take your shit serious and you got these wannabe DJs who I don't think most of you know, like 
the difference in what Mo does and I would say any other DJ, you know, I think Janetti has a pretty good one too. I oh yeah. The wild path. Yeah. They're yeah. legit. And, um, but they're, they make these playlists, but they also are blending them together. Like they're mashing songs together. They're like train wrecks. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. Like they're, you know, oh, okay. When they're actually DJing yeah, when versus just yeah, hitting play. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm talking about what you do. Okay. Yeah. So Mo, he's an actual DJ where he's, he's mashing songs together. You know, he's playing the beat from one lyrics from the other, like mm. some really cool shit. And, and then for bros, what, what I do with bros specifically is I get the workouts from usually like a week or two before. Mm-hmm. And I pick songs based off whatever that workout. So if it's like a strength workout, you know, I play music that I would want to hear, you know, while I'm doing a strength workout. It's usually something more aggressive or slower versus like playing Spice Girls or something. And I'm not just saying this because Mo (laughs) is our friend, but like waking up early and I'm not a morning person. I don't know if anybody knows that. I hate waking up to a freaking alarm, especially at like five in the morning. For competition day, yeah. yeah. But I'll get here and I'll be like tapping and like bobbing my head to music. And like, I am ready to for bed. I'm not ready to <laughs> be here normally, but like I am ready to go when he's playing. Like he does such a good job. Except for when I play. Um, yeah, mask off. Mask off. You guys can fuck off for that one. That song. But uh but going back to your point, like it, it pisses me off when people, well, the, thing, the one thing that pisses me off about DJs that do that stuff is when they play music they want to hear, like at a wedding. Like if it's a wedding um, and like for me, you know, my, my, my DJ roots go back to like house and techno and electronic music. If I was doing a wedding for like Jenna and I'm playing all that stuff and I know she's not into that, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why am I going to play what I want to hear? That's not, it's not my day. It's not what it's about. You know, it's about playing what the, well, one, what gets the crowd involved, the families involved and gets them on the dance floor and, and, but, but also what the couple wants to hear as well. You know, I think what, it, what, it, to me, the title DJ means something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not, it's not what this current theme seems to be in the fact of make a playlist of music that you fucking buy for 99 cents. Uh-huh. And then, and just keep put, hitting play con- yeah. six consecutively. Yeah. And I think that's not a DJ to me. Yeah. That's what they're con- calling themselves. Mm-hmm. What's it like for people that's in that small actual DJ community for these wannabe G- DJs that are saying that that's what they are because they have lights and they're, they're playing music at a, an event. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, I, I can't speak for all DJs, but. Yeah. But you're when, connected. When you, you have a DJ yeah. podcast. Yeah. And you've done that for longer than this one. Mm-hmm. So you're connected to that scene to, you know, what, what's, what's everybody's vibe like when, when these wannabes are really, in my opinion, it'd be like a, uh, in my, I, I, I see coaching being diluted by these people calling themselves coaches and CrossFit when they're really just babysitters. Okay. And, and to me, I take offense to that because you're not a coach. You're not a coach. You're sitting there. You're, you're managing you're, athletes. You're, yeah. You, at most, you're a time management Person. Specialist. Yeah. And that's, I don't even call him specialist because that's still given technician. Me, it's, yeah, <laughs> yes. Give me the lowest. Like, give me the lowest. What we craftsman. <laughs> Time management craftsman. I mean, so I would see in the DJ space, if I was an actual DJ like Mo is, and you get these wannabes that are claiming to be DJs and they're trying to charge the same mm. type of rate, I take offense to that. Now, not that I can change anything. Yeah. But this is the bitch session, so yeah. we can bitch about it. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and that's where I think I build up my reputation capital. That's a phrase I took from Dale King of Doc Spartan, and I, and I continue to use that because I really believe in that phrase. Reputation capital is like, that's why I work with a couple for almost a year. Mm-hmm. 
that's why I continually call them on a routine basis and just check in with them, even if they have nothing going on. Because what happens is down the road, um, instead of me spending $1,000 on ads on Google or Facebook, I have these other couples telling their friends, mm-hmm. hey, when I got married, Mo was my DJ. You need to go with him. Yeah, he, he charges this much. It's a little bit more than what you know, some people do, but he's worth the money. And that's where all that comes back to play. But when we collectively as, as DJs, like that, we consider ourselves professionals. When we see these other people out, it's, it goes back to the, you don't know what you don't know. You know, Uh, most people don't get married more than once. So when you see, you know, and a lot of people, when they're planning a wedding, they have a budget that they're trying to stick to because it's not like back in the old days where mom and dad, you know, when they had a daughter, they started building a hope chest, you know, (laughs) putting gold blocks in there and stuff like that. So when she got married, you could pay for a wedding. You know, that's not the case anymore. Um, there are some people that are fortunate enough to have like a wedding budget that they put together, but for the most part, they're just trying to look for something. They're trying to look for a quote DJ that costs this much money, a venue that costs this much money, a photographer that costs this much money, flowers that costs this much money. And they're trying to work all these puzzle pieces within this budget. So when someone says, oh yeah, I'll DJ a wedding for 500 bucks, all they're seeing is they're, okay, they're fulfilling that requirement. They're checking, that off, meets, the list. They're checking off a list that meets yeah. my, by my financial needs. Okay. So I'll go ahead and use X person. and then. I've heard horror stories of like DJs not even showing up, um, showing up late, um, equipment not working, but that's what you get when you get these $500 DJs. And we can tie this across it because, you know, let's just say this last gym where they're charging $75 a month. Now I'm not going to say anything because we, when we, when we opened, we were a hundred dollars a month. Okay. And that was five years ago. We are now 140. Okay. We've upped our price. Um, well, because your rent's gone up. Your taxes have gone up, <laughs> equipment yeah, costs. You're yeah. investing back into your business yeah. if you are. And then. the thing, yeah, we've went up and yes, our rent goes up and our taxes go up. And we, we put, they once said that you, the more money you make, the more money you spend mm-hmm. in a business. Okay. So um, if you want to stay in business. But in all honesty, if I look at the, the service that we provide, I still think we're, we're very under what we could be. But there's also a threshold. There's a threshold. It could be twenty dollars if I go to one sixty. Mm-hmm. That could really push, really push people away. That that twenty dollars doesn't seem like much, but when you're first looking at it, it can be. But you get these gyms who are running these Groupons and they're running all these specials and all these discounts and mm-hmm. just like just really watering down. In my opinion, like. To me, when a gym does that, I say they just want people in and they don't care what that happens to you once you get in. They just want you in. They're, they're trying to, it, it's, a, it's a money grab. It's a money grab. They're trying yeah. to yeah. gain capital yeah. versus so, relationships. So two, three months, they're, yeah. they're gone, and they, but they got another group of people coming in. And I, I would say the same thing. If, you, if you're hearing $500 and you guys, you definitely got to be concerned, like, what are you going to get? You mm-hmm. know? Now, in CrossFit, it's a little different. It's not as, as expensive. but you know, if you're going to go to a gym and, and they're like, they're way under, like, why is that? Mm-hmm. Like, I know. And, yeah. And, you know, looking at your job, wherever location you're at, you know, you kind of, kind of have to measure yeah, that out, sure. you know, like what's the normal price and same thing with, D, you know, so any of you listening, honestly, if you have a wedding or you're trying to do something for your kids, like a sweet 16 party, like seriously hit me up. I will help walk you through this because like, like I was telling bro a second ago, like the reason I started DJing weddings is because I wanted to save all weddings from shitty DJs because I was really upset at the job that that DJ did for my best friend's wedding. And, um, so I'm kind of a bit on a bit of a crusade. I know it'll never happen, but my, I tell the clients, my goal, um, at the end of the day is no one will say the DJ sucked, you know, because the things that people complain about at a wedding are the food, 
the weather, um, and the DJ. And I was like, I, I mean, my goal is to make sure that that third one never happened. And so seriously, anybody listening out there and, uh, one of our fellow listeners, Ben O'Grady, he's a DJ down in Florida. Like he'll tell you the same thing. Um, so yeah, hit any of us up and we'll be more than happy to walk you through it. Um, because like I said, it's the, one of the most important days of your life. The last thing you need to worry about is a shitty DJ. Yeah. I, Honestly, guys, I probably messed this whole rotation up. We should have went with Jenna because Mo don't have enough ten and a half percent anymore. So <laughs> I was really trying to get a lot more out of Mo. So I think, but you know, we run the risk if the longer Mo sips on a ten point five percent, are we going to get? What happened? I was coughing. Are we going to get? Um, are we going to Mo like he gets all like? you know, loose and amped up or we can get most like starting to fall asleep. Like, there's a, <laughs> there's a fine line. There's a fine line. Where there's a very narrow I don't, we're about to start, window. What we should do is bring in our, uh, we'll get Jenna scale out for her food and we're going to start measuring her ounces. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to try start keeping data <laughs> alcohol points. By how we much does it take? How much does it take to get Mo loose and, and fired up? <laughs> but how much does it take to where he passes it doesn't out? Fall, yeah. Where he falls asleep. So we're talking about this DJ thing. And I've known Jenna for just a minute or two, fortunately and <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. And blessing um, and a curse. A minute. A couple of years ago, um, she took photography as a business. Started treating it as a business, mm-hmm. right? Which there's a it's a hard line because you take something that's a that hobby. you love, yeah. It's a hobby, and um, no, I remember her days. She what was that one wedding? How much did you? I charge? literally have no idea. It was like a hundred dollars for mm-hmm. this wedding. She was charging a hundred dollars or or. It was a hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollars to take this, these people's wedding. I'm like, what are you doing? She's mm-hmm. like, well, I really am not confident in what I do. No. And, and I fell into that trap too, you know, uh, underpricing myself because a hundred dollars, I never did it for a, well, I have done hundred dollar gigs, but it's usually like for charity. Um, but that's what this was, Mo. She did a charity wedding. Is what that? Came oh no, from. it wasn't a charity wedding. It was like a charity, like in terms of like a nonprofit organization. Well, she didn't know it was a charity, Mo. But that's what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what she gave them. They're probably like, holy. Yeah. We just saved eleven hundred dollars. We had twelve hundred dollars budget, and yeah. we saved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my very first wedding that I <laughs> that I actually charged somebody for. Like I way underpriced myself, but I I accepted the fact that I was underpricing myself, and I. Because it was new territory for me. Trying to establish, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was for me too. I literally had no idea. I mean, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing at the same time. But but they were aware. Crazy enough, as a result of that one wedding I did for like literally half the price I charge now, I've gotten probably about ten gigs as a result of that that couple. Yeah. So absolutely. So Jenna, she takes pictures, and a lot of people really think it's it's um, you know you get a fancy camera and does all the work. It'd be like me buying a Leakio bar then having. Having some pulling some <laughs> dumbass off the street yeah. and say, "Hey, come hit a snatch with this, you know, eleven hundred dollar bar." Yeah, three fifteen. Guess what? The Leakio bar isn't going to do the work. It's, yeah, it's like, not going to get the bar off. They're the going to have this fancy barbell that they don't even know. They don't even know what this, what all about this barbell. They are nice though. They are nice, <laughs> but I'm giving someone that don't have the the the, 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 the ability, tools yeah. and ability to use it. And same thing with these photographers and DJs. So, yeah. So old Jenny here. How do you feel about these people who go and they buy a camera and let's say they have, let's say they have the, they can go buy, what's, what's a, what's a top line camera right now? I mean, an Nikon or a Canon is good. I mean, there's all different kinds. Yeah. But what would you say the cost would be for a, I mean, a body is like maybe 2,500 a lens varies, but 
Yeah, for for mm, wedding fifteen hundred two grand. Yeah, so, so we're looking at about four grand. So someone goes out and spends four grand, about like open air CrossFit gym. But they don't. They'll go to like Walmart and get like the shittiest DSLR. No, they'll go to Costco. First of all, guys, I haven't eaten yet. I'm waiting on my pizza. That (laughs) took literally, it's been an hour now. They probably come and left. Probably. But, and I'm tired. So, anyways. They have those big bundle deals that you'll get. Yeah. Like like, six or seven hundred dollars. Or like Sam's Club. Yeah. Yeah. And like they'll use their kit lens and. A a 50 millimeter fixed lens. I know she'll never listen. So it's fine. (laughs) I was part of my friend's wedding and here here comes that bus. Yeah. So like she hired this girl that she knows from like growing up, whatever. She's like a hundred years old and (laughs) she has a hundred year old camera and we're outside. (laughs) We're getting our pictures taken as a group. It is so sunny out and this bitch has a freaking flash. flash on. A flash on and then it's sunny. It's like like, I'm losing my voice in July. (laughs) Yes. And she was like so rude to us the whole time. But I mean, it was fine because I was like, all right, you're just going to have shitty photos. But I tried to tell her. And she I mean, honestly, she really didn't care because that wasn't like I think I don't know, like when you do charge that low and you know that you're hiring somebody, if you're accepting that the photos that you're getting aren't going to be that great, that's fine. Like and that's exactly how she was. She mm-hmm. didn't really care. She just like wanted a couple that were like good. Whereas there's other people that are like, I want this and this and this. Yeah. And like, this is the most important thing to me. And those are my this, kind of people. Yeah. I want this picture but with me and my dad or whatever. She literally yeah. was driving me nuts. Like you have the flash on and it's like 90 degrees out with the sun right Not on a us. cloud in the sky. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty annoying when people do that. And I just don't, I think the thing for me is like, if you're charging low like I did at first and like you don't feel confident yet and it's people that you know and they know that you are just starting out or like where you're at they've seen your work Mm -hmm. and that's what you're charging because you don't feel confident yet everybody has to start somewhere you Mm -hmm. know like so like I get that, but it's but the it's people completely different when people are low balling intensely yeah, because they're trying they know to get, they suck and they're just trying to get a gig, a quick buck. Yeah. And that's a, so freaking annoying to me. And it's even more annoying because like how those, cl- those clients like deserve more. I don't know. It's like, like you said, you have a whole experience for them, you know, like mm-hmm. you're there to serve them. And I've had like a lot of good advice from different people. none of of the name brody yeah but i mean (laughs) like just in business in general like how to even run one when you're first starting like i literally went from going to college and this being just a hobby just something that i like to do to running a freaking business and Mm -hmm. that's like super scary like i have to survive off of this and i have to figure out how to run it and it's more than just like hi it's 125 dollars for a whole wedding. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and the thing is, I think people get confused on, you know, I can take um, $150 barbell. I can take a $150 barbell and I can get someone to, you know, clean 300 pounds with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, the, it's not the gear, right? No, it's, it's a coach. It's, it's the work and, and working with the athlete. And I think sometimes people think that you got the, the shiny, the best, the best. And it, gives you an advantage as a business and it doesn't like I was trying to tell Jenna that like when you're a small business, every dollar you spend is literally out of your pocket. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, you could either take it and keep it as capital or or you can reinvest. Yeah. So in essence, you know, 
you could sit on that money or you could reinvest into the, the business. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do because you're not making much yeah. when you first start out the first Absolutely. You know, two, uh, first two years, especially th- year three, usually you get a good turnaround. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's really hard. So everything you buy is literally has, has to have an intention and purpose. It should. And I think that something she really struggled with. And I told her she, she was trying to decide on a lens and this, I'm like, bro, you're, it's you, you're the talent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you can go shoot a great picture with an iPhone mm-hmm. because yeah. it's, it's the eye, you're the artist. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes people think they buy these cameras or and it's going to take all the pictures it's for take them. all the pictures. Yep. Or let's say someone does charge three grand for a wedding and their expectation is three. Well, they don't even know what a $3,000 wedding looks like as a, sh- a shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like you spending at the, no one's really going to know that you're mixing shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I know you it's know. just so yeah. much more Rob, than yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. I, I mean, just like CrossFit, like you can have a shitty coach and like, you might not know any different, like, because that's all you've ever known. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just like running a business in general is just so different than just taking pictures. Like, like Mo said, you know, you keep up with your clients and mm-hmm. like, I've, like he said, I've been to so many weddings and I'll get like family sessions, senior sessions. Cause I, make it a point to like be outgoing and talk and to people and an like, yeah, create customer. multiple relationships while I'm there. And like the whole wedding party, I'm cool with them. Like mm-hmm. I just want to have fun and have them have a good experience and like, yeah, serve them. Like, how, how do you feel about when people look your Instagram and steal your ideas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is really annoying. <laughs> I don't know. We stay at home moms, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, for you're real. not. No. Yeah. For real. Stay at home. Moms Go have ahead, an man. important job, but, uh, Oh, this is a pizza guy. Oh, pizza dudes here. Be right back. Okay. BRB. I yeah. don't care. You're paying for a service. And if your service sucks balls, you took over an hour. <laughs> you literally have a pizza shop right down the road. And you, this is the third time that they've done that. Okay, so what just happened, guys, is this pizza driver comes in, and if you've ever waited tables or was a waiter, and you're the in good that, old food service worker, if you're in the, if you ever in food service, you understand what you know tips are all about. So this guy drive, yeah, it's a mile and a half down the road, and they're they're about fifteen minutes late than what they said. Okay, but the pizza gets delivered, and Jenna hands him a twenty. And he says, "How much? How do you need to change back?" And she's like. Yeah. We said, how much? She's like, I don't even know how much the bill is. And the bill is $15 and something. $15 something. Hands him a 20. And she gets changed back and gives this guy a fucking $3 tip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, $3. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it shouldn't take a fucking hour for the pizza fault. to get here. It's not his fault. You think that he got Well, lost? he works there. You better find a new job, honey. <laughs> Who are you calling honey? I'm she just saying in general. <laughs> well, he's part of the show. What? He's part of the show. What do you mean? What? You want me to go run out there and give him a twenty? You, dude, you should. If it's fifteen dollars, give him the fucking twenty <laughs> and call call it a day. You got change back. That's like expecting to go to McDonald's and you want change back. After you, come on, man. Like, come on. Give the dog. It's a, you're the last order of the day. All right. Anyways, next the last subject. <laughs> the last. You, you were the last interaction he had. You gave I him asked, oh, are you guys three, busy tonight? Nope. We're slow. Even more of a reason to overtip him. Even more of a reason that you should have been here over an hour ago for <laughs> my pizza. If you're one of those people who don't tip 15%, unless the service is absolutely, absolutely horrible, shit, you are on the, I you, always tip go, people. Go, yeah. Uh, like 2%. So I know I don't. Honestly, t- I don't. When I go out to eat, I don't, I don't 
I do not do that. Until about, I'd say maybe 15 years ago, <laughs> I didn't know that like, like servers only made like two or $3 yes. an hour and that their it's livelihood the was based on their tips. Yeah. I do know that, but you shouldn't no, no, take no, an hour no, for no, my no, pizza. No. But what, what I learned that what blew my mind is when you have servers that act like yeah. you're, they're doing you a favor. Right. Like you're, you're an yeah. inconvenience. I'm like, wait a minute, man, if I was making $2 an hour, man, I'm out there, I'm giving foot rubs. You know, I'm doing everything I need to do to try and get that big tip. Look, man. Yeah. And I tell you, it's nothing more frustrating when you imagine, imagine going, um, let's say you're a DJ and you, which you are, and <laughs> you go into the wedding, but you haven't been paid yet. Right. Uh -huh. And your payment was based off of performance. Okay. Okay. And you go and out go, and, and, you, and you crush it. it. Like everybody's like, going nuts. I got grandma like, Molly doing keg stands. You yeah. got the grandma's doing worm dance. <laughs> you got fucking, you got grandpa doing cabbage patch. Like all everything, that. Yeah. all of that. And then they give you $200. Well, Adam down the road didn't make, he didn't perform. That wasn't his fault. Why you gotta, why can't you put my man's name on? He ain't gonna listen. All right, Leroy. And, and thanks for getting us our one-star review from Adam. <laughs> Poor guy. I, if I was Adam, I would be like, I would try to find out what the hell we're recording. I don't I really would, know his name. And I'm I would go and I would give that the worst review and the worst comment. You know what? He should go back. bitch. <laughs> wow. Speaking of comments, thanks guys for all the, yeah. we got, we had what, three? Four. Four this week? Four? Was it four? Four, yeah, four written comments, which brings three, us almost to three, brings us pretty close to thirty for written comments. We're at seventy. We're seventy four total. Yeah, and then reviews. Yeah, and then like almost thirty written reviews. So which thanks a lot, really guys. Cool. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's awesome, and it's cool to know that new people are listening. Yeah, and the last guy he actually wrote his name on the end, so that's kind of cool that we we now we can reach out to him because all four. Yeah, so so now because when you guys leave an iTunes review, it leaves your iTunes name. But a lot of times your iTunes name doesn't correlate to like your Instagram or your social media. So right. we can't really track you down. Um, so that's just another reason for you to leave us another written review yeah. and put your Instagram handle on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think really cool to, to get those and, and to read them because they're, they're really good and, and genuine. And, you know, if you hate our stuff, then that's cool. You, yeah. Just you tell could, us why we suck. Yeah. I mean. We, we prefer you not leave a written review. Just <laughs> send us suck. a message <laughs> and like you guys blow. No, um, I think it's really cool that to, to read that stuff. Like I said, it, it's to get inside your guys' minds and see what you actually think about what the hell we're doing. Because we're really just, we just spent the last hour bitching about random things. <laughs> and um, hopefully you guys will be able to relate to this because we all need a bit session. Uh -huh. well. We waited 70 some episodes to do that. And, um, no, it's cool to see what people actually think about us. And, you know, some people are talking about the business side, the coaching side. Mm -hmm. the, we've, we've had uh, people mention like all different aspects, pretty much what they get out of it. Yeah. And they listen to the same episode, which is cool because that depends on in the person, the individual, like, how they take it in. Yeah. One individual is going to get more out of one aspect and then less out of the other. And then mm -hmm. the next one's going to like, I think the body image one is where we've got the most diverse amount oh, of yeah, responses. For from. sure, man. It's, but, but one thing I know bro gets, all yanked up about is online gaming. Yeah, man. <laughs> what, what fires you up about online gaming? <laughs> He's already bitched slow enough deep, about my tip. Slow, deep breath. I'm doing a poll, by the way. <laughs> or tip. About tips? Yeah, are you, you guys made me feel like a shitty person. You are. Because I gave Adam a $2 tip. You two tips. <laughs> Sorry. You gave him a $2 tip. I need to think of another. Brad. That's, That's a horrible. Common. The common white Last, guy's name. Okay. So 
Let's get back on this because this fires me out more <laughs> okay, than let's getting. Get back. Okay, yeah, tips. Yeah, screw yeah. PUBG. So have you worked? Yeah, I, you, I you were waited, food service. Hell yeah, waited my tables. First job. Yeah. I've never waited tables, and yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I worked at a pizza restaurant, so it was like, you know, it wasn't like a place where they serve you like Adam. Like Adam, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just some place where like you order your pizza, we cooked it for you, and we hand it to you. You took it to your table, that sort of deal. Look, here's why I look at it: they most likely hate their fucking job. I'm just saying, I'm being real. Like yeah. some servers, you, you like it, but you- It's you, stressful. It's got to be stressful. You, you make good money. Really, you do. Cause, and plus, you don't have to claim everything. So in essence, mm. it's tax-free. But nothing pisses you off more, though, when you, like I said, when you bust, you bust your, your ass, ass and you're like refilling their stuff, yeah. being on point, the bill's there, rotate the table out, yeah. and they give you less than 10%. Mm-hmm. Like, don't sit down and eat. If you're not willing to pay for a good service, don't come in. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I never appreciated it. And just as much, I never appreciated when people sit your damn section forever and they would, because <laughs> you want to roll people through. You're trying to make money, man. You only get in your section. You're you trying to stack cheddar, man. You only get five, say you only get five tables. Yeah. But it's our family reunion and they haven't seen each other for a really okay. long time. So, but, so, but, is it, but, so yeah. big groups aren't necessarily good then. No, big groups are cool, but it's, it's the. The, the table of two that sit there and they're drinking coffee and their bill's about $5. Uh-huh. You know you ain't getting shit out of that. Yeah. You're going to get a quarter. Like, you know, you want those big bills where you're busting ass. Okay. And like, you want those big family I, 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 and, and, the, and the point I was going to bring up is maybe some of the ignorance of it. Because like I said, I've never waited tables, so I never thought about that. But now that you've mentioned that, Man. I will think about that in the future. If I'm sitting in someone's section, I... And I'm there for a couple hours just chilling with one of my homies. I'll definitely, which is cool. In yeah. The future, think about that. that. Every, every time the, let's say an average rotation is 45 minutes. Let's say you, they are there for two hours. Uh-huh. They literally could be losing 25, 30 bucks in that. In that because rotation. I'm not spending. Yeah. And then, Cause I'm not rolling out. And let's yeah. say you give them an $8 tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like $8 for two hours. It's not, it's not that you have to pay for your time there, but. I, I'm, I'm I get, taking time away from them. I get, I get more, I would get more upset about them when you do everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And then they, they give you a $3 tip mm-hmm. like Jenna just did to Adam. <laughs> yeah. Well, he shouldn't have taken so long for my pizza. But he, he didn't control that. He just, he drove works there. Here. Yeah. He drove a- it. Did a- he- Adam, if you're listening. Yeah. We know you um, didn't make the pizza. Yeah. Bro. We know that. All right. Sorry, Adam. I no, took it out on you. No, Adam, if you, if, if, if you're listening, come over Saturday, I'll give you some brisket, man. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'll, I'll order give, another fucking pizza and, and give him $10. I'll give another $5 to add on to Jenna's tip. <laughs> no, I mean, but now I feel bad. You should. Because the thing is, <laughs> your, your karma bank to has a withdrawal today. <laughs> Damn. That's okay. But, I'll get bad doo-doo somewhere. But I'm just saying, if you haven't been in food service, okay, yeah. or you haven't been in DJ space, or you mm-hmm. haven't been in the photography space, you know, imagine being highly underappreciated for doing it perfect. Yeah. And, you know, Jenna said she just got a tip this last photography, um, this last wedding. When's last time do you usually get tips? I've never gotten a tip for a wedding. So that should tell you something, yeah. right? That 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 is huge. The last wedding I did in December, like I got a tip and I was like, whoa, shit, that that was cool. Yeah. She was like, come here, I want to give you something and like gave me an envelope and yeah. I was like, what's this? And she was like, oh, it's just a little something extra for you. Like we really appreciate everything that you've done and like talking with us, you know, for like the last year. In your mind, that's what you do. Meeting though. with us yeah. and yeah. Just going out of my mind. Jenna only knew that she was going to blow it on poison ivy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get poison ivy. Wait a minute. Yeah, your tip went to the poison ivy <laughs> treatment, didn't it? Wow. God. <laughs> That's my bad juju. 
Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I already got it back. <laughs> oh, that's no. funny. Yeah. So I actually, I did though. If you if you're in the food service or haven't been, uh, you know it, it's it's a hard line of work, and mm-hmm. and I would say most of the people when I was younger when I did it, but I was working with people who were older, and not that it matters, but they were juggling two or three jobs, yeah. server jobs, yeah. a whole family, and that that's their that's their income. The livelihood, and you were just a teenager, just. Yeah. You know, getting some gas money. Yeah. And I think if someone underperforms, you let, you let their tip reflect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you control that, but if they show up and deliver pizza and it's hot, yeah, you give them the fucking tip. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to cry now. It's okay, man. Well, you'll be okay after we eat this pizza. That's still going to be hot. Cause Adam piping hot. It. Cause Adam was on He's it. Sped, Probably not though. Adam sped here. You're the last customer. No, he didn't. So, I guess like, so bro, like if you're a, uh, for some of our listeners and we've had someone message recently that was going to open up a gym mm-hmm. or take over a gym. Pretty cool. Like what, do you, what kind of advice do you have for them or anyone who's going to enter this space? Cause it, the shit's not easy. There's a reason why gyms close down because. The other one just sold. Yeah. People, uh, owners find out that it's not easy and this and it's not something, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a money grab where you're going to get rich quick. You know, so what, what advice would you have? for them, just like, you know, something intangible that you've learned over the years that if, you know, if I would have thought about this, it would have made my life a little bit easier. Oh, man, that's a tough one. If I thought about this, I, I think the way, if you talk to bro five years ago, honestly, the, the, the bro that just lost his contract yeah, and was like, had his back up against the wall, like, Hey dude, just stick to this. And you know, what's this one little knowledge nugget? That's tough. I'm going to say this. It's going to, I'm going to sound pretty brash, but everything's kind of went to exactly how I expected it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put a lot of thought into it. So if I could say anything, um, if you want like I talked to this, this guy and, um, about their gym and things like that. And I said, well, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's very, that's important. a, that's a very important question. You no. Know, are you doing this? Cause you think you're going to make money? Uh, are you doing this because you, you love to coach? Are mm-hmm. you a coach? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to go, do you even know what it's like to coach, you know, all the classes and, mm-hmm. and, do and, the and wipe the toilets. And like, yeah. and, you know, do you even understand the aspect? So I think that was the first, first question after this person talked, and I was like, why do you want this? Why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer your why, or if you do, and you, it's all revolving around, I want to make money, make money, make money. Well, any small business, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. You, when you start out, you're not going to make, you're not going to bring in this money. The average is like three years before you even you break even. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, cause you're reinvesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you, sh- you should be reinvesting. Should be. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this, this past year, I, we had to pay taxes for the first time, uh, second time in five years yeah. and, but still reinvested 90, $92,000 is what we wrote off mm-hmm. and, um, still had to pay taxes. So yeah. I'm like, shit. That sucks. That sucks. Here I am spending money, but but, you know, it's just, it's part of the process. Okay. And, um, I would say find your why. Okay. And, but but listening to what you just said a second ago, it sounds like you had a plan to begin with. Absolutely. And I was going to say this. Anything that I do is literally, it is thought out. Every, every scenario has played through good, bad, imperfect is played through. And I've yet to very rarely in my life, if when I do this, am I addressed 
approach with something that I've not already thought through. Mm-hmm. So just I like just, when we talked about fighting. Yeah. You just, yeah. Then you, can, you roll to the next element. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would say definitely don't think that you're going to build it and they're going to come. It's, okay. It does not. It's not the field of dreams. It's not going to work that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. CrossFit can help you get business by using the name and paying the affiliation. Yeah, I definitely absolutely. know I get more yeah. business because of that because people search it. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of client I want. I want people who want to do who CrossFit, want CrossFit, not yeah. want to do boot camp. Fitness or boot camp yeah, or whatever not, else you want to call it. Right, that's, that's not what you're into. No. And so I would say put the time in and don't be, don't, don't rush this. Mm-hmm. Like if you cover your P and you know, get your P's and cross your P's and Q's and like all that stuff, like you cover every aspect. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pretty damn prepared and you're going to hit the ground running. And then now you can really focus on, cause everything else is kind of lined up. Now you can focus on the marketing side. Like mm-hmm. how am I going to get people here? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Because I would say my biggest weakness as an owner is the marketing side. That's a moving target, man. And you know, I, to give someone advice, I, what I gave him is, you know, he was talking about possibly quitting his job. And I was like, it's tough yeah. because I was fake. I, I didn't have an option. Mm-hmm. So if you back can, against the wall, if you can do anything and you can run and you can work and, and you can stack money mm, and then you can build this business. Until you get some equilibrium. Yeah. Until yeah. you can get a, a client that's paying for all the bills and you're making a little bit, I would say, stay with that, stay with that business mm-hmm. and then keep stacking the money. Right. Okay. Cause you're gonna be making some money over here. You're still making what you had. Mm-hmm. Now you can start putting some aside, mm-hmm. and the end game is okay. I'm going to leave. Eventually, I want to transition to my sure. quote job into yeah. my business. Absolutely, yeah. and so I would say if you if you cover that and you and you set yourself up and you put a lot of thought into it, um, you're you're going to have good success because this gym down the road definitely has, from my viewpoint, they they've skipped a lot of steps mm-hmm. and they're going to pay for it and. It's just going to be challenges. There's going to be a lot of challenges yeah. that they, they probably don't even care about. And cause it's a revolving door based gym that we've talked about. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for the people who go there and they're gonna have a bad experience. And what pisses me off as an owner the most, and I can't control this is we've talked. What if someone goes and wants to try CrossFit for the first time? Mm-hmm. And they go there and they get hurt or they have a really bad, bad experience, experience yeah. and they will never which, do CrossFit again a day in their yeah, life. Yeah, which when that bubble hit, you know, right after the Reebok era kicked off, there were a lot of people that had bad experiences at, Man, at bad gyms. Now you've taken this away from them. I think that's very frustrating for me. You've taken something away from them can absolutely help them in every facet of life from the mental side, the emotional side, mm-hmm. the physical side. And it can really prolong their life and it can create these... Um, it can create these habits to where if, if you ever stop doing CrossFit, those habits will transfer into your Something, fitness yeah. and you'll be able to, you'll have a regimen and you'll know what to do and you'll know what to expect. And you'll be able to kind of transition out of CrossFit if that ever does happen mm-hmm. and, and take it into the next fitness journey. And so I think that's what pisses me off when these gyms just, oh, we're, we're just going to start a CrossFit gym. Cool. I'm all for it. Like, I think more people expose a CrossFit, good the CrossFit, yeah. the better. Uh, it's a lot better than them not being exposed mm. to it. Um, so I don't know. Jenna in the photography world, mm-hmm. what's, a, what's a little knowledge nugget you could drop somebody and being an independent business owner. Mm. 
Cause like for me, it's a little bit different. I have a job and like my DJ business is like, you know, my side hustle, but you, you know, back up against the wall, like bro likes to put it, you know, what, what's something that you, a little uh, bit of advice you have for those t- type of people? I don't know. I guess more like encouragement that there will be a lot of ups and very high highs and very low lows. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for the, the ride. Yeah. I think that that's been the hardest thing for me because when you live off of it, like when the lows are low, you're like, shit, like, like what if it stays this way? Yeah. Or did I just fail? Or mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess I'm not really a pessimist per se, but I think you'd have to be real with yourself when you are a business owner too. Like, well, if this fails, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think what she just said is huge. A lot the of contingency. A lot of business, like I'm starting this, it's going to take off. I'm yeah. going to crush it. And I'm going to go just, viral. Dude, I'm, go, I'm the next big gym or I'm the yeah. be- next big business. And you're going to get your shit pushed in real quick. <laughs> For real though. No, I mean, it's just the reality, Mo. Like you are ready to go and you are just, you're ready to crush it. And you got all these aspirations and like... And you get a couple clients and, and you, a little bit of money comes in. Mm-hmm. But guess what happened? That money dries up, bro. Eventually, what do you, yeah. what, The money you're making now should have been from planning from months ago. Uh-huh. Like, and Jenna will tell you It's this, like an accordion. In, in, in her space, and it's a little different for you because for you it is a side hustle. Yeah. In her space, if she doesn't hit X amount of weddings a year, which is her big, big yeah, deal, her, yeah. she starts feeling the, the pressure. Mm-hmm. Like her wedding, how many weddings you got next year? I have seven already. So, but, but it's always different. Like I was just explaining this to somebody like this year, people were very last minute and we're like, Hey, are you available for this day or whatever for the, like this year? Mm-hmm. And then for next year, it's like, they've already planned ahead. And I don't know if that's because my name has gotten out there more, which I'm sure some of that is, mm-hmm. or if people are like just deciding to plan earlier and I, those are the people I got. Like it's, I never know. Like I, it's business. I, yeah, it's you never. Business yeah, you yeah. just like never know. What who's kind gonna of call business, you? Yeah. Who's gonna walk in your yeah. door? Who's gonna email you? And then guess what? Th- that's just the first freaking step. Yeah, that you didn't even close this. Yeah, yeah you didn't even close the deal yet. Yeah, right. And I, I really think that's what a lot of people like. You swing and miss still. Like mm-hmm. as good as a closer as I am, and I don't, I don't sell CrossFit. I, this is who we are. This is what we mm-hmm. do. I answer every single question they can ever ask. And I try to explain it in the best way, but there's still times where I think that I failed in a, a face-to-face meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I've lost a couple people that way and not say, maybe they were really on the fence or maybe they really, they just kind of wanted to see what it was, but I still feel like I failed. And when you, if, if you answered the questions honestly, and they just weren't cool with it. Yeah. But it, yeah, but you, in my opinion, you, uh, everybody I, it's for everybody. Sales is yeah. in my blood and I literally can sell snow to an Eskimo. No joke. And if I wasn't doing CrossFit, I would be into a high market sales type thing where it's high pressure, high stress, high sales. Yeah. I would love that. But when you, when you, when you don't close something and it's your, like, it's. You go back and look at the game film and you're like, man. Well, I do. I'll drive yeah. home and I'll be thinking about it. But in Jenna's case, in Jenna's case, when she doesn't get a close because they went with mom and pop who's mm-hmm. shooting a hundred year old camera. With a flash. Yeah. With the flash. Using out, film. Out in the 90 degree weather yeah. with the sun mm-hmm. out. And they have to, you know, use the thumb thing to, <laughs> to, every to picture. advance the film. Yeah. And um, when something's taken away from her and that's and real, it's real. Cause that's, that's literally it. How many of you lost that's been down to you and another person? Mm, I mean, especially when I was starting quite a few because I didn't have enough 
like to show them I feel or like and most of it honestly is confidence like I feel more confident now when I'm talking to somebody so I feel like I mean how you talk to somebody Mm -hmm. they can tell if you're like yeah for sure if you feel confident in what you're doing and what you're saying and like I've done this you Mm -hmm. know I don't know you know what I mean yeah I had this guy come in he's uh owns another gym he he's starting to dabble in the crossfit he owns like a a global gym Mm -hmm. and they have crossfit inside of it and uh, someone that we know through CrossFit mutual friends somehow reached, yeah. said, Hey, would you go meet? talk to this would, dude. No, yeah. He was going to come in. Would you meet with him? And we have this meeting and I'm like, he's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, why are you even still in the global? Like you're, you're, you've been open for 10 years. You haven't made, you're not making a dollar. Like mm-hmm. you should be profitable by this point. So why are you still doing it? Why don't you sell your equipment? If you were really into CrossFit, just go CrossFit because your overhead's Going to be a lot, a lot lower. Your your employees going to be a lot lower. Your overheads lower. All this shit's so much lower. I said, "What do you What do you want from me?" <laughs> like, well, I yeah. asked this guy, "Like, why do you Why do am I sitting here for an hour talking to you? What do you What do you want from me? Like, yeah. why well, just kind of get your opinion on things? Well, it's cool, man. But like, if you can't realize that you haven't made a dollar in ten years, and that your your overhead, your salary, your salary to your uh, people that are working for you exceeds what you're going to make that year. Mm-hmm. That's bad. As a, as a <laughs> and, and I said, well, okay. If you're, if your highest expense is your, your um, salaries to your employees, then why don't you, why don't you get rid of one employee? Say it's, they are making 35,000 a year. Why don't you get rid of one and take over their job? Mm-hmm. He said, well, that's why I pay them. I'm like this dude don't want nothing. Like, here it is. You're not showing profit. You can go in and you're actually going to have to work inside your business. You uh-huh. can save. If someone says, bro, you can you save, save 35,000 30, a year. Jenna. Well, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. And, uh, I'm Bob just, Josephine, I'm the cleaner. Yeah. But I'm just saying though, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I get it. Yeah. It, but you know, it just, it it's, blows it, my it's mind. It's that simple, but for some people it's the thought of doing something they're not willing to do is earth shattering. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't bitch me about that stuff. Cause <laughs> Like in two seconds, we had this conversation was over, in my opinion. Mm. And, you know, the, the next, you know, 59 minutes and 30 seconds, it was like, I don't understand what you really want from me. Like, uh-huh. I don't, you know, I don't. How can I help you? Yeah. I, I was like, I really am trying to grasp this, but I don't know. It's, it's annoying to me too. Yeah. Like, you know. And working in the DJ space, like I said, for me, it's a little bit different because I do this. Uh, it was a passion project that actually wound up being profitable. but um. You know, like I invested, I reinvested a lot into equipment because uh, redundancy after redundancy, like when I come and do bros uh, competitions, like I bring out like a full rig, like yeah. I got probably about 5,000 watts worth of, worth of, worth of uh, sound in and here. They need it. Mo. Yeah. They need and, it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also just because you spend a lot of money on equipment doesn't mean you cannot, can't not invest in your skill set because I could go up there with all this gear Correct. and just keep hitting play and hitting play and hitting play and not playing the music that athletes need to hear during a certain type of workout or just at music that's inappropriate. Um, whether, you know, language or context or whatever, that's something I pride myself on. I've hosed up a few times <laughs> here, but yeah, you know, but- I mean, it happens like it, we're talking 0.1%, but you know, being professional, um, like Jenna talks about building those relationships with those people because you never know where your next client is going to come from. And right. You have 200 people here. Yeah. Right. It's great advertisement for you. Your product is here. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's 200 people who are in the ecosystem that I live in. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm not even saying for event DJ, but just DJ. Any, yeah. yeah. I mean, then and they'd be like, dude, we just had this DJ at this event. You should check him out. So it expands. I've, I've got about two weddings from here. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about that. It's not only getting paid to be here. You're making money while you're here. Yeah. Being paid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, crazy. And just like I said, when people come up and talk to me, like I try, you know, sometimes it's challenging to try and talk to people while I'm doing Brody's comps, but I try and be professional about it. I don't try and blow them off or anything like that. Because you ain't on Pandora, bro. <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. I'm actually doing work. Yeah. But um, yeah, knowing your music, uh, being a professional, practicing your craft, um, and spending the money where it needs to be spent. Yeah. You know, don't just sit there and pocket it all. You know, reinvest into yourself, into your organization, and um, do the work. Just, or like, if you do don't even work. like where you're working, you don't even have to be an owner. I just feel like contribute something. I don't know. I feel like people complain a lot about where they're working. You know, I'm sure Adam hates his life, but if he doesn't, <laughs> I'm just kidding about that part, but I just feel like that, you know what I mean? Like make your work environment better, like do something, go higher. I know a lot of people just want to go ride the wave. And uh -huh. now hold up a second. While we're on this bit session, oh you're, just saying, you're just saying the, the exact person that you were three years ago. I understand that, but I didn't have anybody telling me like on my balls, like, hey, until you came along and then you were. I was on, a, she don't have balls. So I was on her balls, but I'm just saying, yeah, sometimes, but what if I wasn't here? How mm -hmm. much talent's wasted on, on what could have well, been? What is it? The, I wouldn't the, have done this. What, what is it? The graveyard is a place where most, uh, inventions have died or something like the graveyard is the largest collection of inventions that, that never came to be. You let's, know. let's just we'll reference this out. I had a conversation with Matt Platt who we've had on our, our podcast long ago about marketing. Yeah. He's like, he's like single digit uh, yeah, and <laughs> episodes. So we did marketing a pimp. Yeah. We did a competition where Jenna thought she had got staff where she actually had poison. <laughs> ivy. It was the same cup. I was just talking about his business and things like that. And just kind of catching up. We haven't seen each other in a while. And he, he told me that, you know, don't ever be afraid to reach out to someone, right? And mm -hmm. like, because one of his buddies ended up getting on with um, Gary, uh, Gary, oh, Gary Vanderchuk, yeah, John Morton. I don't know. Who. Oh, Gary V. This guy, this guy got on with Gary V. And all he did was had a mutual friend reach out to him, mm -hmm. and they got him on his podcast. Well, if you don't know anything, that's going to help that guy's podcast out yeah. quite a bit. And literally, that's what made me reach out to the guy from Westside and yeah. and Michael. Michael. Fahey, yeah, yep. and, and honestly, if that conversation, I literally was sitting there playing Xbox Saturday night. I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> this guy I just got killed. I'm like, Pat's still by a 14 year old. Yeah, Pat's still crushing it. I'm going to get on here. I'm going to message, message Westside. And uh, so that's what I did. And, and kind of look what it went to. Like, yeah, a got, three hour episode. But we got to go into something that we never would have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and something know, that I now have interest in researching and just, yeah, just learning sure. about it. Plus, I like listening to metal and aggressive rap music, like Mike said. Yeah. <laughs> Who so, knows? Maybe I might cross over. And then if Jenna, you know, I could have told her and, and prodded her as much as, as I wanted. Mm -hmm. But if she didn't take that step, mm -hmm. what would she, she be, still had to what execute? Would, what yeah. would you be doing right now? Like, honestly. Working at Dick's Sporting Goods, hating my life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's. I mean, honestly, though, I probably, I don't know what I would be doing. You, everybody's so close to that. That, that thing. That thing. Yeah. And I want to we'll end it on this. One of the best memes I've ever seen was a guy. He's he's dug a hole underground and he's now going at like a right angle. And he's digging with a, a pick, and he's like, he's probably let's say he is thirty feet into this hole, right? It takes a long time to dig thirty feet with a pickaxe, mm -hmm. right? And he stops, 
but then the next image, literally on the same paper, he has one, if he strikes it one more time, it opens up this area and then there's a pot of gold. Yeah. You know, how close are we to that moment and how close are you to it? How much are you going to push and, and, and just be relentless with, and if you stop one, one hour short of making something successful happen or one thought short of working at Dick's or being, uh, doing something you love to do as your freaking profession, Mm -hmm. there's no better thing. You're one thought from that. Don't get one action. Don't, don't do it, man. Cause I tell you, I told our training or, uh, when we had a trainer, uh, clinic, be relentless with your cues. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to give someone a cue, them not apply it, and then you give another cue, and then they're still struggling to grasp it, and then give another cue, and then it's still not clicking, mm-hmm. okay? Now, it's easy to say, hey, it's all right. Hey, keep working that. We'll go over here. Well, what, if you're, what if the fourth cue is actually the- The one that's going to work. It's going to make it click. How do we know? How do we know unless we keep investing you to- it. You have to be relentless with it. I want to make this happen. They're so close, but the things I'm throwing, it just aren't working. Get that cue to make it work and be relentless with it. Because what if it is just one more? If we're at 99, it takes 100. We don't know it mm-hmm. until we give it. And you're like, there's no greater satisfaction for a coach than someone that's been busting their ass and they work on something and they're so close and we know they're there and they know they're close. And then they, when they get it and they're in, you're in the moment of coaching them mm-hmm. through it and then they get it at that moment. Holy crap. You talk about the Holy grail for coaches. That's it. That's yeah. what we've seeing, seeing athletes succeed, yep. seeing them succeed something th- they worked at. And then you, on your end, you, you held the commitment of staying on top of them and pushing into with those cues to that point to where they achieve it. Well, this was supposed to be the bitch session, but we ended on a nice positive note. Mm-hmm. But, Mo uh, wasn't drunk. <laughs> but uh, we'd like to dedicate this uh, episode to Adam. Yeah, keep delivering that pizza. <laughs> wow. Keep delivering wow. that pizza, bro. You know what? I'm literally going there tomorrow, and I'm going to find him. You should. And you I'm going to give, give him more money. You should give him a 20. Well, I don't think I'm that much money. Someone tipped you $80, dude. It wasn't 80. <laughs> All right. That brings this week's episode to close. I'm on. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> no bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com.